you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It's a Monday, May 8th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brand, Jason McCourty. We are so lucky to be joined today by Logan Ryan, a senior yeah. NFL vet, two-time Super Bowl champion. Logan, your first endeavor, really, into live television. Mm -hmm. uh, so what should we talk about here for the lead block? Good lead, lead block. It was a Derby Field weekend for Josh Elway. Derby, not home run, but horses. On Saturday, it was horses, and on Sunday, it was home runs. Allen participated in the Micah Hyde charity softball game, a home run derby, and was launching absolute bombs last week bills gm brandon bean was asked if 2023 would be a make it or break it season for josh allen's team huh every single year that never changes i get that but given how close you've come the last couple of years is this that proverbial make or break season for the team you know i don't think it is i mean we're we're trying listen there's some moves that we could do that just say hey we're just going to go all in for this year and have a teardown but we're you know we've been very diligent in how we've done the cap and we're trying to avoid that type of situation you know it's not easy especially when you get top paid quarterback you know highly paid receiver Vaughn and Trey White and some of these guys but ultimately we think we've got a plan to continue to go for it year after year and hopefully we can find a way to pull that title home for buffalo here sooner rather than later. All right, so let's let's ask the table what Jim Rome asked Brandon Bean. Is it a make it or break it season for the Buffalo Bills? Logan, what do you think? I can agree with him. I don't think it is, mm. but I think we know the time is ticking there. In the NFL, you can only have a roster so good, so talented. Your star player is getting a little bit older every year for so long. I mean, I was a part of it. I've seen it in Tennessee where they can only keep those star players together for so long. And, and I think um, the Bills have had a competitive roster for the last three, four years. Not a competitive, a great roster mm -hmm. for the last yeah. three, four years. You got Von Miller, you got Josh Allen, you got Diggs, you got, you name it, the Hyde employer at safety, right? Trey White's been, been doing it for quite some time now. 
down. All those guys got to get paid. Milano got paid. It's so hard to keep it all together. So I think time is ticking there, but I think he is right. They are trying not to go all in on one year, but they only got a few left, so they better get it done quickly. Mm. I've learned that no GM ever wants to say it's a make or break year. Yeah. Mm. No head coach ever wants to hear this is a must-win game. Like <laughs> They always are away off out on that mm -hmm. because that puts a lot of onus on them, th them to win. I think last year, you understand this, you just mentioned it, the Micah Hyde injury was massive. It didn't get talked about that, but it was massive. And then yeah. the Von Miller injury at the end of the season was just the backbreaker. And then as we've talked about a ton, it was maybe the most unusual, most yeah. distracting off-the-field season of all time, which is fine. That's not going to be the case this year. It feels like a no excuses year. They brought Poyer and Hyde back. Vaughn is back. They're not going to go through the off-the-field stuff. Josh is a year older. They spent a first-round pick to bring Sand to the beach and put a tight end on the field with him so he can throw to more guys. It's like, I don't think it's a massive disappointment this year if they don't win the Super Bowl, but it's to borrow from Josh's weekend activities. Like, you only get so many swings at the bat in this AFC. Like, how many times are you going to start a season and be like, we got a healthy star quarterback who's never had a major injury. We got our superstar receiver. We got our pass for safety. It's, it feels turnkey. So it's still going to be brutal because you have the Chiefs and your division's better. But make or break, of course, two years from now, if Josh Allen's on the team, they'll have a shot. But it's not going to get much cleaner than this. I don't think you're going to get much of a better pitch to hit than the one 2023 is going to give you mm -hmm. because there, there's a lot of guys there, a lot of dogs, a lot of healthy bodies, and some of them will not be there the year after that. It's not make or break. But hit this pitch. This is a really, really big pitch, and they need to smack it. Yeah, I'm with you. When you make or break, it's just like Josh Allen's still going to be there. But I just heard Logan say, you only have but so many years to keep a really good roster together. I just heard you say it's maybe not make or break, but it's maybe a no-excuses type of season. I mean, when you put all of these things together, that very much feels like a make-or-break season for the Buffalo Bills. I think you went into last season, and everybody, they were not everybody's, but a lot of people, they were Super Bowl favorites on this show. I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Kyle, you picked them to yep. win the Super Bowl. There were a lot of others doing so. So when I look at them as a team and everything they have going on, to your point, they went through a ton last year. Everything going on off the field, weather stuff, obviously DeMar Hamlin and his injury. The emotions were a roller coaster for them uh, in that season. So going into this season, I think the same expectation is going to be had, but the team's a little bit different. Leslie Frazier is not going to be there. Mm. We saw Tremaine Edmonds leave in free agency going to the Bears. I think those are the kind of trickle-down effects. The faucet's starting to drip a little bit. You'll see year after year there's going to be more changes. We saw Poyer come back. Him and Micah Hyde will be back for another season. Is that going to continue to go forward next year? You're going to start to see some guys have to leave in free agency because you have to go chase the money, and there's going to be opportunities that are a little bit different. They've fallen short the last few years. Think about in 2019, they make it to the conference championship, and they fall short in a tremendous game. And the two years after that, it's losses in a divisional round. I think it gets to a point where in Buffalo right now, it's just like, we know we have the team to do it, but for whatever reason, we haven't been able to get over the hump. Mm -hmm. When that continues to happen, you have to change something. It's insanity to continue to do the same thing year after year if you're not getting the result you ultimately want. So I think going into this 2023 season for Buffalo, you're expecting them to be in the Super Bowl, let alone win it. If that doesn't happen, you got to look in the mirror and say, all right, what can we change about our franchise and shake things up to be able to get over that hump and get mm -hmm. to the big game? Mm -hmm. There are certain players or teams in their tenure that they almost get like a, you can have this one kind mm -hmm. of year. Like we gave Trevor Lawrence his first season. Like sure. you just, we won't count that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Justin Fields, you kind of had that for him last First season. Year, yeah. Like that was an odd thing for you. 
I almost want to give the Bills 2023 just in case it doesn't happen for them. I almost want to say, like, sure, that made sense. But they have one year that you kind of have an excuse because Aaron Rodgers just got to the division. Mm. Logan, you were talking about the Dolphins have loaded mm. up. Like, if they don't make it this season, I'm still okay because you have Josh Allen through the age of 32, the 2028 season. Uh, he will always get guys to come throw to. I think they're made there. Defensively, because you don't have Leslie Frazier for a year, he's going to come back, apparently, for the 2024 season. Here's what we're looking at. Uh, this is the last five seasons when Josh Allen has been there. So great offense. This is what we're looking at defensively. They have to shore things up a, a little bit uh, in the run defense. If you can fix things after this year and, and retain Leslie Frazier and just keep building that defense, you are going to be fine within this division. 2023 doesn't bother me. The only number that's not even on there that does concern me was the red zone efficiency for the for the Bills defense. They let guys score half the time when they're in the red zone, 58%. It's not yeah. great. So if Frazier can come back for 2024, I almost give them this year because of everything else that's happening in See, their division. That's a tough thing for me. Like when you put that full screen up for the Bills defensively, third in points per game, yeah, their offense is prolific. Mm -hmm. They're at the top in points <clears throat> per game offensively and defensively. Yeah. So when it's not happen, it's so tough to say, all right, like, they're going to get going. Yeah, they can make some improvements on defense, but that's one hell of a defense right there. Mm -hmm. Points per game, less than 20. You're doing your job week in and week out, and so is Josh Allen, the offense on the other side of the ball. But for whatever reasons in the playoff, and I won't say for whatever reasons, they've gone against Joe Burrow, they've gone against Patrick Mahomes. It's not getting any easier. Mm -hmm. And the Buffalo Bills, like, don't give me, they're a really good football team. Yeah. Josh Allen, I said it last year, if I'm starting a football team, he is the quarterback I mm -hmm. want. They're a really good team. But how do you figure out a way to get past the Mahomes and the mm -hmm. Burles to be able to hoist your own Lombardi trophy? Well, Logan, what do you think? Let's talk about Josh for a sec, because we do this all the time. We live in this world of ranking people and putting mm -hmm. them in tiers, and you're Burrow and Mahomes and all these great quarterbacks. What do you think his rep is around the league amongst defenses? We know he's good and he's talented. Like, is he the guy the guy, or is he still, like, you know, maybe, like, this guy who's got to take another step? What do you think? I think he's one of the guys. Mm -hmm. I definitely think he's one of those guys. I think he's made the greatest improvement I've seen for what he looked like early in his career, year one in year two to the last couple years mm. like that that was truly playing him early in his career I didn't think he would be where he is now sure. and I think that's credit to the hard work I think that's credit I mean the accuracy every every passing statistic going up yeah. and I think he's got a lot of mouths to feed on that offense he does a good job and I think he has a lot of fun when he plays too you see that he brings a lot of energy with his runs you see uh, his receivers love playing with him his O-linemen love uh, blocking for him. I think he's really embraced that Bills area, that Bills culture, that Bills mafia fan base. Well, he's the quarterback for them. He's the franchise guy. And not every franchise can say they have a guy. The Bills have a guy. And if you have a guy, you're in good position. But we know that AFC is getting better, man. Uh -huh. we, I mean, it's not slowing down. Uh -huh. And I, I go back to that playoff game last year. It was a tight game with Miami. Mm -hmm. Who was Miami's mm -hmm. quarterback last mm -hmm. year? Skyler Thompson. Thompson. Right. That was a tight game. You bring Tua back. Miami just got better on defense with Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. The Jets, that's not – you're not coming in getting two easy wins on the Jets anymore. Mm -hmm. So your division got the better. The Jets beat them last year. Right. Mm -hmm. The division got better. And that's going to make your whole season – when your division is tough, that changes your whole season. Because mm -hmm. you know you're in for six tough games a year. Do you have to play against Aaron Rodgers in your career? Yeah. A handful of times? A couple of times, yeah. Did he flat out get you or did you like <laughs> did you compete? Like did you battle? You know, what's gonna make it hard for this division? Like you mentioned, he's gonna be in their division now two times. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just command of the game. Yeah. He's he's calling his plays at the line of scrimmage. He's getting them into efficient plays. The turnovers are are tough against him. I had a pick against him last year. There you go. But uh the turnovers are tough <laughs> against him because he's really he protects the ball pretty well. And he puts them in safe plays. Sometimes a checkdown's a good play. Sometimes checking to a run's a good play. 
play, and Aaron Rodgers has good command. So you're not going to see the Jets not having a first mm, down yeah. in the second half anymore. It's going to be a different team because yeah. their offense is going to be a lot Great more. Point. You've intercepted Brady. You've intercepted Rodgers. Is there anybody you haven't gotten? You're like, I, I want to get one from him. Look, I, I, I think I got three on the Mount Rushmore. I don't know how many people on this Peyton. planet got Peyton, Brady, oh, and Rodgers. That's great. So, can we research that? Yeah, we can check that stat. There you go. Peyton, Brady, uh, and Peyton was my question. Oh. Yeah, yeah go. I got Peyton. Mm. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers was good because he throws the ball so dang hard, so it's hard to catch it. Oh, right. really? Yeah. And he doesn't throw a lot of picks. Last year he threw some more, but we don't get that opportunity. Yeah. Brady's obviously tough. Yeah. And then uh, obviously Peyton is just so efficient as well. So, so, cool. so, but I didn't get Mahomes. Mahomes would be the one because I think mm. he's going to end up on that. Okay. Yeah. That's mm. awesome. That's a great question. We got my friend, also former guy, Rutgers guy, in the building today, in the studio for the next few days. And, of course, we have we got to pick your brain. We got to talk about some of the guys that we had to play against in our day that might have caused you to stay up for many <laughs> different reasons. And it may not be the highly rated guys, the Hall of Famers. Some may. We'll find out. But this is an edition of three on three. We're each going to pick one quarterback, one running back, and a receiver that had us up late having maybe some nightmares, maybe some good dreams as well. <laughs> right. And I'm going to start this list off, and we're going to start, obviously, with the quarterback position. I'm going with a guy that you may not expect. I'm going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy had a gunslinger mentality. And you can look at him like, Fitz played for so many teams. But you'd be up the night before, and you wouldn't know which Fitz you were going to get. Uh, it was going to be an opportunity to see Fitz and get maybe two interceptions. Or like this game where he threw for six touchdowns against us when I was on the Titans. Because if Fitz got hot, if he got in the groove, he'd be able to get the ball all over the field. And there was just something about his energy. Fitz was a yep. guy that was always positive. It didn't matter what happened to play before. He was fired up and he was ready to go. As you see this guy running, trying to run people over to score touchdowns. That's what I loved about going against Fitz. But you also was like, man, I might have to have my celebration ready because we may go out there. I may be able to get Fitz a few times. So it was a ton of fun. Who you got at the quarterback position? For me, it's got to be another guy unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Had great control. Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Probably a Hall of Famer. Hard to sack, too. Oh, yeah. You knew when you played Big Ben Roethlisberger that your DB coach was going to yell to you all week, plaster. Yes. What does what plaster that, mean? And what plaster means to us DBs is these receivers are going to be running all over the field because we're not going to be able to sack them. <laughs> Big Ben was hard to sack. He extended plays. It was like he was playing street ball out there. And he had Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant, yes. Antonio Holmes. Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace. You know they had speed on the field and things were going off script. You didn't know if it was fourth down <laughs> or if it's if it's third down, if he was going to spike the ball or if he's going to do a fake spike and mm -hmm. throw a fade ball. You didn't know if it was going to be a slant or a slugger. So Big Ben was a guy who would go up there, go completely unpredictable. You knew the routes would be a route and then it would turn into a plaster situation. Mm -hmm. You're running all over the field, chase these little scat receivers around. Mm -hmm. You knew it was going to be a long day running Coach for you. Coach yells plaster? Oh, plastic. so annoying. You do the drill so in practice, annoying. don't you? Oh, yeah. You're just I running mean, practice around. is much longer because yeah. the receiver run their route and then they'll scramble. Yeah. And then the receivers run high pylon, back pylon, close pylon. <laughs> and you knew Big Ben was going to extend his plays and he was going to give his receivers a chance. So you knew regardless how the game was going to go, you need your track spikes on because you're going to do a lot yeah. of running. Yeah. And what you guys are going to love about my list, all three of my guys are undrafted. I went deep cut here. <laughs> Logan's going with Ben Roethlisberger, the guys drafted high in the draft, Hall of Famers possibly. Let's move on to the running back position. I'm going with a guy who I had to see twice a year in the same division 
Arian Foster, undrafted out of Tennessee. This guy was unbelievable. He had a stretch where four out of five seasons, it was 1,600 yards, 1,200, 1,400, 1,200. He was running the ball all over the field. And he was a bigger guy, but he was silky smooth. He had something about him where he made people miss, but would also run you over when he got to the DBs. Arian Foster had his famous touchdown celebration where he would just do one of those. And he was fun as hell to watch, to go against, to compete against. And he played with a certain attitude. So I loved going against this guy. Underrated, doesn't really get the credit yep. he deserves. Let's see which Hall of Fame player Logan goes with next. Who you got? See, he, he, he's going with the underrated thing, but who keeps you up at night? That was yeah, the question. Was the and when I think about a running back, a prime running back, yeah. that's got to be Adrian, Adrian Peterson. AD, prime AP. I remember being a young player for the New England Patriots, and I remember the coaches telling me, Logan, their scheme is they're going to block everyone else on the field, and he's going to bounce the ball out to you. He's <laughs> going to bounce out to the corner. They're blocking everyone but you, right. and it's on you to make a one-on-one -on -one tackle. And don't miss because we have no one else because everyone else is blocked. And I remember all week being like, oh, man, when he bounces, all I'm going to see is knees. Knees, <laughs> knees, no. knees. Adrian Peterson is running with his knees up. He can run over you, he can run around you, he can jump over you, and he was just, I mean, 2,000 yards. Look, everything's bouncing, so great vision, making DBs miss all over, can run around you, can run over you. I know Jason's trying to give his, his he's a low-drafted pick, oh, and I know out. he's trying to give his, his, his shout-outs, but, like, who kept you up at night? Very few players did. I'm a confident human being. There you go. But Adrian Peterson, I'm not going to lie, before I had to play him, I was a little bit worried. Nightmare. Every single DB is up at night when you got to go against Adrian Peterson. You saw the way he used to finish runs. He just ran the ball angry. And whenever you're going against a running back that big that runs angry, it is scary. But we got to finish up with the wide receivers. And I'm going with another guy that you may sit there and be like, oh. But this guy <laughs> used to, after the line of scrimmage, you would try to press him. He would skip off the line of scrimmage. Nice. And then it would be an and one mixtape type of move. And I'm talking about Doug Baldwin on <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. This guy was a really good football player, and he may not get the love that he deserves, but anybody that had to play against him, they were up at night. You can talk about all the other big guys, but Doug Baldwin was incredible. One hand catcher. He found a way when Russ was scrambling around, when this team was really good playing in Super Bowls, he was often the guy that was on the other end of those Russell Wilson passes after he making a ton of people miss. Doug Baldwin was beautiful at the line of scrimmage. There are still receivers today studying his film of what he was able to do. I like that one. Super overrated basketball player at the line of scrimmage. Yes. I'm going three for three on my Hall of Famers. There we go. This one's got to be one of the most complete receivers I ever played against in the run game, in the pass game, a bigger version of Cooper Cup. I'm going with Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. Wow. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald got more career tackles than drop passes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever going to have that stat again. And the thing about Arizona and Larry Fitzgerald is the splits they would put him in. He was tight to the line of scrimmage, mm. which means you couldn't press him. So make sure DB play off coverage and really get in their game. And then he would stem you and make you weave, and that's really uncomfortable for a lot of us DBs. And he would come and block you. He would block you. He's 215 pounds. He's bigger than you. Yeah, he's, he's strong. He's a willing blocker. So he'll come and block you. Come and block you. And then he'll come and run an out route. Then he'll come and run an in route. Yeah. Then he'll come and run a curl. Mm -hmm. And then he'll run a curl and go, an out and go. <laughs> His route package, based off the runs and the stems, was perfect for his game because he was a willing blocker, a willing receiver. He was fast in his day. And after you got it right, after you figured out if it was run or pass, after you, you weaved in your pedal, after you covered him, he would still catch the ball because yeah. he never dropped the ball. So he was reliable. He was smart. He could read zone. He can beat man-to-man. -man. 
I got to go with Larry Fitzgerald, man. That, that was a tough matchup. Yeah, I love that. Fitzgerald was the type of guy that you have some players that talk a ton of trash to you. Fitzgerald is nice to you out there on the field. Uh, Says something like, oh, man, you're having no. a great career. And then go out there and try to push you into the pile. So I loved going against Fitzgerald. Guys, what do you think? What do you think of the list? Uh, well, I want to know more. Like, so is there a guy who was your favorite guy to cover? And not because you couldn't play, but you just enjoyed the competition, the back and forth. I know you were talking a lot about playing against Julian because you knew him so well. Yeah. Is there a guy that you enjoyed covering for that, for those reasons? I would say it was fun going against Andre Johnson. He was in our division in the AFC South twice a year. And just, he didn't say a word on the football field other than when him and Cortland Finnegan were going against each other, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they had yeah, their own came out. battles. Has but to come up. Has to, but Every time. <laughs> Andre was a guy that playing and play out, you knew you had to be at your absolute absolute best. Him and I would say Antonio Brown, just uh, because Big Ben threw him the ball so much, yeah. following him around the field, you knew 18 times a game yeah. you had to be A1. Yeah, I would go with DeAndre Hopkins. In New England, we would play Houston a lot. We were two good teams at the time. We would usually see him in the playoffs, probably play him twice a year. And when me and D-Hop came in the same year, and I was matched up with him a ton, um, with some help there at times. But he was... He plays every snap, and that's why I appreciate it. A lot of great players that I match up with, I know if it's run or pass based on if they're not on the field. If they're taking a guy off the field and he's a top receiver, it's probably a run yeah, play. Yeah. That's a playoff where DeAndre Hopkins, he's he plays every snap, he competes, he catches every ball, he's really physical, and he enjoys the battle, he enjoys the competition. So to me, I think me and D-Hop had some, some legendary battles. Yeah, man. And, um, and he doesn't even give up when he's double teamed. He huh. still competes during the double team. So I just think he's a fun player to compete against. That was awesome, you guys. Really Great enjoyed work. that. Great insight. Three three. Uh, the last pass, do you guys know this, of Tom Brady's Patriots career. Logan ruined it for everybody. Uh, he caught it. He ran it. Brable was mad about it. Find out why next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fifteen seconds to go. We don't know if they're the final fifteen seconds in the Patriots' career of Tom Brady, but as he stands in the end zone out of the gun, this crowd letting him know how they feel. Tom Brady from his own one fires pass, batted up in the air, intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Titans. 
a pick six. Boy, is that fitting. To end it. The Tennessee Titans have come into what Mike Vrabel referred to as the Vipers' den. And they have knocked out the champions. A lot of reasons for Tom Brady to look disappointed after that, but for fans as well, it was a sad day because that was Tom Brady's last pass as a New England Patriot, and it was caught by my man, our guy right here, Logan Ryan. Logan, now we want to know the story from your side of things because you were teammates with Tom Brady for five years of your career, but that night, opposite side, pick him off on the one-yard line as a deflected ball, just walk us through the whole thing. This game was a game where you guys were all in the hype of the Lions, you guys were hyenas and all that other nonsense that you guys had going <laughs> nah, on. he's calling it nonsense, just straight yes. up. Can I get an ooey? Can I get one of your ooey? <laughs> oh! That play deserves one. Ooey? Okay, there we go. So I got I got Jason to Cabo early that year. Um, look, you got you got to look at the back the background of this. You got to set it up right. Mm -hmm. So I was a New England Patriot, as we know, and I think we talked about it enough today. It's hard to play there. Mm -hmm. You have to be fully bought in. Not everybody can play there. You got to be. You're not going to get treated special. You got to earn what you get. So I wanted to prove that I can play for the New England Patriots. But I think more importantly. I wanted to prove when I decided to take a contract in Tennessee that I can prove outside of the New England Patriots. Yeah. Because a lot of people try to say, you're just a system sure. player who only has success. And we Good see a lot point. of players who only have success there. They go elsewhere. They don't make it. They come on yeah. back. So I wanted to make sure, like, no, I, I'm, I'm a guy that can play, and I can play outside of New England. So I think I established that in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. We had lost in New England two years prior in the playoffs in Tennessee. They, they beat us in a divisional. We weren't ready. And that year, we, we rolled the whole underdog thing. We got into the playoffs as a sixth seed. We played New England in Foxborough. Brady has, I, I think, four losses ever at home mm -hmm. in Foxborough in, you know, 18 years or whatever it is. So he had tremendous playoff success, ridiculous playoff success. So I'm covering Edelman all game. Edelman is like a great friend and hated rival of mine because how competitive he is. I covered him up four years in practice. I covered him a couple times when we played him in Tennessee. So trying to just have the energy to, to guard the Brady-Edelman matchup was really, really intense. But I knew him like the back of my hand just comes of the... The battle. The rapport, yeah, and the battle. So I knew Brady well. I knew Edelman well. And you set it up. We have Mike Vrabel as our head coach, former mm -hmm. Patriot friend of Brady's, right? So we're, you know, they're close friends. He's our coach. Dean Pease is our defensive coordinator, mm -hmm. which people don't understand. He was also the D coordinator during the first Patriots dynasty. So we know the Patriots so well. There's so much between these two franchises. And we come in there on a wild card night, and it's a close game, and we're up, but Brady has one last possession. So you're like, we got to do it again. And when you play Brady, it's like, he's never dead. He's never dead. You're up 14, doesn't matter. He's never dead. He's going to go no huddle. You're up 21, he's never dead. You're up 28 to three, he's never yeah. dead. <laughs> so I've been on that side of it. So I go, uh, we're in this defense. I'm in the middle of it. It's kind of our victory defense. Ball gets tipped up. I pick the ball off. I'm going to score. You literally see, after I, I score here, Mike Vrabel, they cut him on the sideline like, no, like, no, Logan, no, slide, go down. Like, the game is over. What are you doing? We're going to give Brady the ball back with one second. Mm -hmm. We could potentially lose the game with one second left. That's how much fear that Brady kind of puts <laughs> in your heart. But, you know, when I, when I made that play there, I think it was vindictive and important for me in my career. Obviously, I think it was an important play for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like I left the empire I flew back and blew up the Death Star. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I think their dynasty kind of was over on that play. Obviously, I think it was a frustrating year for the Patriots mm -hmm. and a frustrating year for Brady and a, and a quick exit. And then he ends up going to Tampa. Yeah. 
And Tampa wins a, wins a championship, mm -hmm. a Super Bowl the next year. So Tampa fans can thank me <laughs> for that one. And then <laughs> I end fire. up. You ended I, up there. I end up in Tampa where I live now and have my house and, and play with them last year. So I think, Did again. Did you guys talk about that play? Yeah, so we talked about that play. We talked about it in. Um, you and Tom. Yeah, well, he DM'd me after the game. Oh. He said, great play, whatever. And, and we chopped it up. And uh, I just remember him, when he made his free agency move right before it and when he made it, he's like, I'm going to put the league on notice. And that's when I knew, because I think people were saying, like, he's done. You know, Brady's done, Brady's done. And when he sends you that text, like, I'm going to put the league on notice, I knew, like, oh, yeah, he's not done, and he's about to do something next year. Where, where are you going, mm. you know? And he ended up going to Tampa, and Tampa mm -hmm. wins the Super Bowl. So I think that play doesn't send him to Tampa Bay, but who knows what yeah. happens if they win a Super Bowl that year or they get through that game or whatever. But that changes the fortunes of the Tampa franchise, changes the fortunes of the Patriot franchise, mm -hmm. and obviously changes the fortunes of my career. I end up going to Tampa to play with Tom, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's where I live now. So It's incredible. Yeah. So we, we only got less than a minute left. Do you think that he's done for good now? <sighs> he's never dead. Mm -hmm. He's never dead, but I do. I, I, I do think that... Uh, I, I take him for his word. I do think that he, he's going to spend some time with his kids and, and enjoy that time. So I don't know, but I can never count him out. I mean, he's, he's proven us wrong too many times to, to put 100% on it. But I think right now, for sure, this next year, I don't think he's coming back. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That's incredible. In a recent interview with uh, Complex 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel said, quote, my most hated team is the Eagles right now, 100%. All the trash talk coming from the Eagles fan base and the players, you just get tired of that. We lost the NFC Championship game because we played with 10 people. That's one less than one you're supposed to, and the one that he is talking about is the one that's supposed to get him the ball. So take that for what you will. Debo Samuel is still talking about that 49ers loss, uh, rightfully or wrongfully so. So that means that we must all have a game or a situation that we had a hard time getting over. We're, I think we're going to keep it in football because situation means that it's like a life thing, and I don't want to go there. So, Jason, <laughs> football-wise, hard time getting over. <laughs> the 49ers are still talking about this game? They still are. Yeah, confirmed. Well, we talked about all the way up to the Super Bowl. Uh, if I had to choose one game, I would go with the Miami Miracle. I was a Ooh. part of the New England Patriots. This is going to be the first time I ever got a t-shirt and hat. We were supposed to win the division this game. I didn't play my best game individually. And now there's this commercial where you have the X's and O's going on as this play is being drawn up. I ain't even on the call. And I can't stand it. Every time I hear this, it is a tough game to get over. And I remember we kicked the ball off here and before this play. And Miami picks it up and they run around and waste so much time as I'm jogging on the field, I'm talking trash to them. You guys just lost the game for yourselves. And then it follows this way. Gronk is still chasing Drake and still haven't caught him as he trips over himself going for the tackle. Gronk's reaction to this play the next day was so funny. He's cracking up laughing like, I don't know what I was supposed to do back there <laughs> trying to make the tackle. But yes, the Miami Miracle, a tough game uh, to get over. Dev is still running into the tunnel as he was not in the game <laughs> Taking on off this the play. Take, yeah, That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, him, him for Gronk, one for one. Greatest coach in team sports. And they have the spot Light on me as I'm doing absolutely nothing on the play <laughs> as they're scoring a touchdown. Get the play off the screen. Log, what you got? You ran 4-3, didn't you? At yeah. I'm, I'm doing my job. Who's the cover guy I'm supposed to cover? That's one of those guys where you're supposed to run 4-3, running 4-7. Oh. Not knowing what, supposed to, not knowing what he's doing. It. So that one McCourty was off, but the other McCourty. What you got? Right. So what I got is, uh, this one's a tough one for me, guys. 2012, Rutgers versus Louisville. Mm -hmm. One of my final games of my college career. Rutgers were having a great season. New York, New Jersey, you guys remember this. All we have to do is beat Teddy Bridgewater in Louisville to get a berth to the first. Didn't he get you guys on like one ankle? 
Yeah, he got a birth to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he he didn't start the game because he had a high ankle sprain and I think a broken wrist yeah. on his offhand. And he ended up coming in the game because we're beating up on the backup pretty well. And he led them to a fourth quarter comeback. And Louisville gets a berth to the Sugar Bowl, and they beat Florida. But that was Rutgers' chance. I that was our that. chance to go to the Sugar Bowl and show that we were one of the top teams in college. And Teddy Bridgewater, clutch player, man. A lot of respect for him. But Teddy B, that one still hurts me. Mm. Mm. Kyle, what do you got? I was just going to bring up something. I don't know if it was going to make the segment. I just bring it up. This killed me when I watched this, and I still cannot get over it. Here it is right here. It's the Miami uh, Miracle. <laughs> they were playing against the Patriots. <laughs> and that's Jason, who's in the league for 13 years. And all you have to do is stop some schoolyard nonsense with a bunch of laterals or whatever. Jason, what are you thinking? Why didn't you run over there right now? Why are you standing on that side of the field? you got to think about a last play of the game. What happens on a last play of the game when you're that far? What, do, what does the offensive team do? Lateral to Ball. You start throwing it across the field. You start He's doing running things. to the end zone. So there are things. I am on this side, and I am covering somebody. You have to keep your eyes on your guy. Sure. If I run over there and they throw it back to my guy and they score a touchdown, then I get. You're still for covering it. that guy as Kenyon Drake is running to the. I would have covered him cover. all the way to the bathroom to try to win the game. <laughs> That's Jamie, Jamie Bum. We got to go. I want to say tough. Gary Anderson. I think. <laughs>You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We're going to play a game yep. now because it's been about two and a half hours and we have yet to do that. So let's roll. Uh, two Rucker stars with us and NFL stars. Jason McCourty, Logan Ryan, of course. Test your knowledge on mm. Rutgers players, coaches in the NFL. And we're going to call it Know Your Knights. That's right. Say what you want about our show. You can never say we don't talk enough about Rutgers. We, <laughs> we lead the league in Rutgers talks. Here's how it's going to work. Jamie will ask Logan Ryan questions while Jason and I will ask you questions yes. about former Scarlet Knights players. Whoever gets okay. the most right wins. Are you ready, guys? As ready as we're going to be. We're going yep, same time. Right here. We're going to alternate. Okay. Yeah, Logan, this Logan. is for you, right? Multiple choice. What Rutgers running back wore Gucci sunglasses to his NFL Combine press conference? Is it oh. Gus Edwards, Isaiah Pacheco, or Noshan Moreno at his NFL Combine press conference? Gucci. Was Pacheco invited to the Combine? Mm. Mm. See, 
See, Logan's smart. Was Gus Edwards invited uh, to yeah, the combine? No. Was uh, no Sean Moreno invited uh, to the no, combine? He's not, he's not uh, he went to I'm Georgia. I'm going to go with uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Uh, Gus you guessed bus? Gus Edwards, uh, and the correct answer is not Gus Edwards. It is Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, yeah, that is There's a pair a of Gucci sunglasses at the 2022 combine. He said that he hoped he stood out and that hopefully Gucci sponsors me after this. It may oh. have taken him a Super Bowl to do it, but you never know. We're waiting to see if he cashed in on that one. All right. Well, Logan did not cash in on question number one. Now we go to Jason McCourty. Oh, man. Uh, Rutgers center, and it says GMFB fill-in host. Sean is like our best <laughs> fill-in host. Sean O'Hara. We love you, Sean. Once caught a touchdown pass in the NFL. It's a real Believe thing. Me. With the Browns. Who threw O'Hara the mm. touchdown pass? Was it the scrappy Jeff Garcia, oh. the longtime veteran Luke McCown, the mm -hmm. McCown brothers, or was it number one overall pick Tim Couch, Jason McCourty? Who threw a touchdown pass to O'Hara? Wow, you guys give me the deep cut here. I'm going to go with A, Jeff Garcia. You believe Jeff Garcia threw a touchdown yeah. to Sean O'Hara? I believe we're going to throw it to Kenny Alberts Ooh. for the correct answer. Oh. Aaron Shea shifting on third and goal. Couch looking end zone, throws, Wide touchdown. Up. Trick play. Sean O'Hara, a backup center, second year man out of Rutgers. It was Tim Couch. Jason. Sean looked good too, didn't he? He yes. really did. I was actually looking for him. I was like, that's not, oh, it is. Yeah, it is Sean O'Hara. He catches it, and you can hear Kenny Albert pause to look at his sheet. Totally. Sean O'Hara. Second year out of Rutgers, <laughs> yes. That's incredible. All right, O to O, zero. Yep, scoreless. Right, so scoreless. Uh, here's question three. Uh -huh. Former Rutgers defensive end Sebastian. Oh, there you go, Mike. Oh, give, yeah, him, give, Mike zero, zero. give him his time. Yep, exactly. Get out the way. There you Back go. There we go. Defensive end Sebastian Joseph Day currently hosts a podcast. Yes. With what legendary body? Boxing champion. Is it A, Oscar De La Hoya, B, Floyd Mayweather, an easy one. or C, I don't, Mike an easy one. Tyson? Who does Sebastian Joseph Day host there a podcast with? You say you watch our show. He was on our show and he talked. He did it. talk so, yeah, extensively about the it. Answer? So, I think I overthought the first one. It's not going to be Floyd. I'm going to go with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? You think? Mm, those, all right. Mm. What, and um, we do not have a clip, so I'm going to tell you that you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. It is there Mike go, Tyson. Exactly. Uh, they started in April 21, 2021, and it's called the, um, what is it called? I don't know. They're co-hosts, though. I was yeah. going to call the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. No, that's what they had on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The hot, hot box. I mean. Yeah. We thought it was hot called box. the Undertaker. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. not saying. <laughs> All right. Here, here's the deal. <laughs> Logan, you got a point. You have an actual point, Jason. Yeah, Mike. Get on the board. Yeah. Here we go. See Next you guys drew up for me. What opposing Rutgers player? Did Logan Ryan cover in his Mahomes second Sanu. Super Bowl appearance? Was it Sanu? Oh, was it Curse? Or was it Kenny Britt? Jason? Ooh, okay, so question. Jermaine Curse did not go to Rutgers, so it couldn't have been him. Super Bowl appearance. Kenny Britt went to the Super Bowl with the Patriots, so I'm going to go with A, Muhammad Sanu. They were at Rutgers together. Those guys trained a lot together as well. It's my roommate. Logan, why don't you just tell us, did he get the answer right? Is it Muhammad That's Sanu? That's a layup. Yeah, Muhammad oh. Sanu is my roommate. Muhammad Sanu Fal with the Falcons. Yeah. That's, a That's a good one. What do you remember about this, Logan? Locked him up. Um, <laughs> we both had an egregious face mask. Oh. So, against each other. Yeah, they got we, into we, it. But we were competing, man. That's, mm -hmm. I love Mo. It's my college roommate. We both made it. We got to play the, against each other in the Super Bowl. What, what's, you know, what's better That's than that? That's what's important. Yeah. Did right. you start planning for Cabo when you guys were down by 25 points? Nah, obviously not. Come on, Logan. Yeah, Come on, don't not. ask questions like that, Brant. Uh, still tied. Still tied. We got two questions left, uh, one each, and then potential tiebreaker. All right, Final question. Go. What did former Rutgers defensive back Devin McCourty say earlier this year on Good Morning Football is something that should be outlawed in every day 
everyday life. Dev was on. He said you shouldn't talk on your speakerphone. Don't make clothes without pockets, or you need multiple USB outlets. You don't have vehicles without multiple USB outlets. That's 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 true. I was on this episode, and that shows you how much I listened to him. I did not, <laughs> I did not know that. What did Dad you know? say here? You know? I did not know Which did he say? He said it on March 1st. He'll, he's about to tell you himself, so what's your answer? Dev drives a beat-up Tahoe that probably doesn't have multiple USB outlets. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, clothes without pockets. Okay, let's see if you know Dev. Dev, Dev you tell us the, the answer back on March 1st. You get to pick it, and you say, I, I want none of this anymore in my everyday life. What's up, Duff? This is easy. Pockets. Oh. No more clothes with zero pockets. Oh. We need pockets everywhere. Why? To hold my money and to hold my mobile device. <laughs> my wife, every time we're doing something, she has a little loop thing behind her phone. She mm. always has a hand in her phone. The baby's crying. There's too much going on. Put your phone in your pocket. We gotta That's incredible. That is a correct money answer. Money and mobile Money device. in the pocket. Money in the mobile. Here's the deal. We have a two to one score. I think this is when the scorekeeper's supposed to be out. The always clutch and timely scorekeeper. There it is. Two yeah. to one. So Jason, you need this for the tie. Here okay. we go. Bill Belichick. You both played for him. Jason told us in the commercial break he has an interesting way of measuring things. Yeah. What type? Bill Belichick once wore what type of Rutgers clothing to a Super Bowl 42 press conference? Mm. Rutgers football hat and jacket. Rutgers wrestling t-shirt mm. or Steve Belichick's Rutgers lacrosse sweater, his Ooh. son. Which is the answer, Jason? You need this or you're going to lose. Yes. It could be any of these. This guy loves to wear a lot of different attire. I'm going to say the fact that his son Steve played lacrosse at Rutgers and he's a big lacrosse fan. I'm going to go see with the lacrosse. Let's go to the VO. We will Let's reveal if Jason is Let's right see. for the tie. Come on, Bill. Come on. What does he got? Rutgers uh, lacrosse. Oh, man. Rutgers lacrosse. With yes. Chest hair out too, Bill. I like your swag. It looks great. So, guys, we have a tie. Tiebreaker. Thrilled to tell you, we have a tiebreaker. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Don't go over. Without going over, how many Rutgers players have appeared in and won a Super Bowl? Appeared in and won. Super Bowl champs. Take a guess. Give us a number. I'm gonna go with six. Okay. I'm gonna go. Like closest to the pin. You can't go over, right? Nah. Don't go over. I'm gonna go. Come on. I have a second answer. What do you got? Can I change my answer? Go. Yes. Let's go. I'll say it. I'll Where are you going? I'll go eight. I'll go eight. Seven. He can't change his answer. What are we doing? Yeah, that I was... said it before he said <laughs> it. He can't eight go. and seven. Add it together. The answer is, the answer is, tell me the answer. Fifteen. Fifteen. So Jason oh, McCourty just won on the tie. Oh, break. man. <laughs> oh, so good. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 